0: Branlaven, how are the preparations? Master, we are almost ready. Work on the Great Machine is near completion. Very good, my friend. You have done quite well. We are lacking one last element, though. I know. It shall be sent for soon. The Europeans have sent a delegation to Portland, Master. Could their presence disrupt the great work? On the contrary. Dimitri has long been a thorn in my side, destroying him along with the pale man, and icing on the cake.
1: As the afternoon wore on, Chris went to sleep. I laid my coat over her and stood looking out over the storm-covered skies of Portland. As even wore on, I was curious why it had not started to rain yet.
2: You know, you never told her how you escaped from the pit.
1: I didn't see the point.
2: The Order found you and freed you, Byron. You should be more appreciative.
1: Appreciative? The Order didn't free me. All they did was enslave me. Lock me away in the Vatican Catacombs. I traded one prison for another.
2: They could easily have killed you then and there, but they didn't.
1: Only because I was something they thought they could use. A tool for the Holy Order to fight against the forces of darkness.
2: Yes, but you were never really willing, were you? You tried to escape over time.
1: If you were being held captive, wouldn't you?
2: Not if my captivity served the Most High. I would give anything to be in his services, even my freedom. That is where we differ, Byron. You serve only yourself.
1: You'd be surprised what I serve.
2: This bickering is getting us nowhere.
1: Then feel free to change the subject.
2: Very well. Leviathan Dances.
1: You know about that?
2: Not really, but we are curious. Tell me, Myron, does it have anything to do with the Leviathan group?
1: The Immortals? No. No, at least I don't think so. Besides, last I heard, they were all caught up in something of a civil war. Leviathan Dances. I'm pretty certain it's a whole other beast i to look up Evangeline and see if she knows anything. Anyway, how do you know about the Immortals? They've done some extensive work to keep their presence a secret from the world.
2: The Order has a long-standing association with the Black Door Group.
1: <sighs> They're a fun bunch. Almost as paranoid as your lot.
2: They stand for something greater as we do. They deal with the Immortals. We deal with the Supernatural.
1: How charming. You should get some sleep. No doubt our host will awaken soon. I'm quite certain we'll be extremely busy then.
2: I... I don't sleep. Not anymore. Not since...
1: I see. Side effect of being a zombie, no doubt.
2: I am not a zombie.
1: You are a zombie, Catherine. You might have some drug running around your body that lets you have some semblance of life in control. Call it what you like, but at the end of the day you're still one of them of the walking dead
2: only until the order can find a way to cure me properly and they will find a way Byron
1: well good luck on that they've been looking for a way to stop the zombie infection since Lazarus first rose may have made some headway here and there but they've got a long way to go before they find a real cure
3: god you two make it impossible for anyone to get any sleep
2: (sighs) have I missed anything
1: not really. We're still locked away with miscongeniality here.
2: Oh, I knew working with you was going to be a mistake. The order should have let me just...
1: Good evening, Pale Man. What are you all dressed up for, Felix? The Master has awoken, and he requests that you and your friends join us for the evening meal.
2: Oh, I do not dine with monsters.
1: Yes, we'll make an exception for now. Besides, Dimitri has some of the finest chefs in the world working for him. They've put on quite the buffet. Iron? Yes, Chris?
3: What do vampires need a chef
1: for? Dimitri's people had turned the unused cafeteria into a vast banquet hall. A series of tables have been lined up with the finest food piled high. They even had classical music piped in from an old play system. <laughs> Seated at the head of the table were Dimitri and Zafrina. We would be
4: honored if you would join us.
1: Catherine, Chris and I sat across from them. I picked up the wine goblet that was set before me and sniffed at its contents. Well, this is quite a surprise.
2: Great. What's in it? Some sort of drug or something?
1: No. No, it's meat. Where did you find it? I had it flown in from
4: France. I know of your fondness for the drink. Please eat. You all must be hungry. Do not hold back on our account.
3: What about you?
5: I don't see anything here for vampires to feed on. We are waiting for our meal to be delivered. Whenever we had the opportunity to travel, Dimitri insisted upon tasting the local cuisine.
4: It would seem our dinner has arrived.
1: Felix came into the room and behind him he brought a young woman dressed in a pure black gothic attire. She walked into the center of the room and bowed to the vampire royal couple.
3: I have come to serve. It is a great honor to have been chosen by his lordship and Lady. You can't be serious. You're not really going to feed in front of us.
4: And why not? You have no compunctions about feeding in front of us.
2: What humans do is different. We act in accord with God. It is the nature of things for humankind to feed upon the lesser species.
5: As we are superior to humanity. Would not the same law apply to us?
2: Not when you murder people.
3: It is not murder if I give myself willingly to them. This is something I have dreamt of all my life.
2: I've never understood people like you. People who willingly give themselves over to monsters.
3: They are
5: not monsters. To me, they are as gods. And we graciously accept the gift you have bestowed upon us. Byron, you can't let them do this.
1: Actually, Chris, you'll find I can. Vampires must feed in order to stay in control of their nature.
3: But I'm a part vampire, and I've never had to kill anyone.
1: Only because I have helped you. If I was not part of your life, you may have had to resort to other methods to stay fair.
3: Chris,
1: I need Demetra's help if I'm to stop Dracula. I can't interfere.
3: Even if it means someone dies?
1: Yes, yes it
6: does.
3: I care about you, Byron. A lot. But sometimes... Sometimes I don't think I really
1: know who you are. I sat back in my chair and sipped at my mead. Dmitri and Zafrina continued to feed upon the young woman until the life was drained out of her. Together, they gently laid her body upon the floor. They then returned to their chairs at the table. Now that that has been taken
4: care of, I think it is time we talked.
1: Last night you said Dracula had come here to Portland. How do you know that?
5: Some time ago, members of various covens have found themselves being assaulted by lycanthropes. There is nothing
2: unusual in that. Vampires and werewolves have been mortal enemies since before the dawn of time.
4: There is no love-loss between our two races, which is true. And normally, we would not think twice about it. However, these conflicts are to such a degree that it has required our attention.
5: Two weeks ago, we were able to capture one of the pack leaders and interrogate him. What he told us was quite surprising.
1: Dracula was alive and orchestrating these assaults.
2: No, that that doesn't make sense. All the Lycanthrop packs vowed never to have anything to do with Dracula after the Blood Wars. What did he do to them?
1: Use them as cannon fodder. Dozens of packs were completely exterminated in his campaign. The few packs that survived vowed to execute him should they encounter him again.
3: So... Why are they working with him now?
1: That is a very good question.
6: Master,
0: the dogs have arrived. Brenleven, that is no way to speak to our guest. They are nobles in their own right. (sighs) Although they can be somewhat
6: primitive at times. You. You are the one my people call the Dark Father. That is one of the many
0: titles I have had over the centuries.
6: Know this, Dark Father. If it were up to me, I would rip your throat out. I would delight in watching you bleed. Because of you, many of my noble ancestors died. But my Alpha has decreed we are to aid you. And so, I obey.
0: You and your pack will be well rewarded for your help. Were you able to find them?
6: Yes. The nobles are across the river in an old schoolhouse. With a word, we could swarm the building and take them out.
0: No. My forces will deal with them. What I want from you is to raise this city to the ground. Leave none alive. Leave nothing standing. I want it all to burn.
6: We shall do as you ask. I will personally kill the pale man myself and bring you his head as a prize.
0: No. No, 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 no. I want him to see his vision destroyed. I want him to suffer as I have suffered. I will take from Byron everything he has taken from me. In the end, I will kill him myself. But not before he knows.
6: I have bested him. As you wish. These creatures of yours, they carry a foul stench about them. They reek of death.
0: Death is part of their nature. They will do the task I created them for. The hour has arrived. Let us begin!
1: to deal with them? Yes,
4: if they aid him in wiping out the European coven. Once he is instilled as the new leader of the vampire race, he shall install a new law.
5: Which is, all conflict between vampires and the lichens will be brought to an end. They would no longer be hunted by our kind and be treated as our equals. I am having great
2: difficulty believing that they were stupid enough to fall for that. I'm kind of
3: lost here. Why is that a bad thing? Why can't vampires and lichens just live in peace?
1: Oh, they can't have peace with the lycanthropes, Chris. Think of what would happen if they came in the house. They might accidentally relieve themselves on the carpet. They're bound to get hair all over the furniture. Not to mention their eating habits are simply atrocious. No, that won't do at all.
5: Don't be glib, Pellman. The conflict between our races goes much deeper than that as well you know it.
1: Yes, but you could have brought it to an end ages ago. Instead, you've let it fester into the crisis you're facing now.
5: One other
3: thing. If Dracula is fighting against their coven, why has he come here? Why Portland?
4: Until now, he has only focused his efforts in Europe. He now wishes to bring the New World into the conflict as well. The New World?
1: Dimitri, most people just call the place America these days. Call it what you will. The war will soon be fought here as well.
3: But that still doesn't answer my question. Why
2: Portland?
3: Why not New York or Chicago or Boston? Why come all the way out here to the West Coast?
2: <laughs> I thought that would have been simple even for you. Dracula came here because Byron is here.
5: Exactly.
1: If he's been here for a while, then there's every chance of already. All the windows throughout the cafeteria shattered at once as feral creatures swarmed us. The Royal Guard were instantly on the defense, fighting back against the invaders. For all their skill and training, they were vastly outnumbered. It took me only a moment to realize just who our attackers were. Revenants. The vampiric, mutated users of wrath. I'd hoped I'd seen the last of these creatures. Now I see just how wrong I was. Everyone was fighting. Several of the revenants had overpowered Dimitri's guards and killed them. They were vicious about how they dispatched their victims, tearing them apart limb from limb then produced upon their blood. I reminded myself that these were no longer human beings. They were rabid monsters. Agent Catherine dispatched her opponents like a graceful dancer. She moved in a fluid-like motion, lashing out at anything that came near her. Say what you like about the Order, they certainly know how to train their soldiers to defend this. It was then I noticed Chris on this Chris? Chris, where are you?
3: I' Vigrant, help me!
1: Two of the revenants had Chris by her arms and were dragging her out of the schoolhouse. They were taking her away. Chris! I shouted as I started to run towards her, only to be brought down by a revenant that leapt <coughs> her. crashed to the hardwood floor. The creature had my arms pinned under its leg. Get the hell off me! The creature paid no attention to me. It just looked at me with great anger in its eyes. It opened its mouth to bite me. I was overwhelmed with its breath, laughter, decay, death. Then it paused. Just looking at them, it was then I noticed all of the revenants in the room stopped fighting, and they all bolted for the open door, racing out into the darkness of night.
2: Byron. Byron, are you all right?
1: I'm fine. I've got to go after her. I have to find Chris. If you follow them, the only thing
0: you'll find is death. There are too many of them for you to deal with, pale man.
4: What were they? I've never seen anything like them before. I call them revenants. But when you get right
1: down to it, they're rush users. Rush? I was under the impression you had eliminated the problem. So was I. So you can imagine my disappointment right now. I oh, made a horrible mistake. I should have seen it. I should have seen this so long ago.
3: Let go with me! Oh.
0: Chris Sparrow. Welcome to my humble abode.
3: Who are you? Where am I?
0: For where you are. You're in one of a number of safe houses I've had constructed in Portland over the years. As for who am I? Well, surely even you can guess that. I imagine Byron has told you about me by now. Dracula.
3: What do you want?
0: What does anyone really want? Little house in the countryside, maybe? Two cats? A loving wife. Byron's head stapled to the wall.
3: He'll come for me. You know that, don't you?
0: I'm planning on it. I'm a person with lots of plans. Take you, for instance.
3: Me? What about me?
0: Do you truly think everything that's happened over the last few years has been nothing but coincidence? My dear Miss Sparrow. Everything. From the moment when you were attacked at the maxi station that caused you to become as you are now, to your being brought before me here, all of this has been part of my plan.
3: Why? What for? I've never done anything to you.
0: For my plan to work, I need someone like you. Like me? Indeed. One whose blood is no longer human. It is not truly a vampire's. It is the only substance that will allow the great machine to work. It must feed on the blood of someone like you. What? Take her. Place her inside now.
3: No. No. No! Get your hands off me! Let me go! <coughs> <coughs>
0: I am sorry, Miss Sparrow. I bear you no ill will, but I must do this. Only your blood will allow the machine to open the doors between worlds, and allow my master to claim this world.
3: You... you have a master?
0: We all have someone we answer to. Even your beloved Byron does. But for my master to come, I must drain the life out of you. Through your sacrifice, Leviathan shall come forth, and the new age shall be born!
6: (laughs) You have
4: been listening to The Byron Chronicles, Season 2, Episode 8, When the Storm Breaks. Written by Eric Busby Featured in the cast were Laura Post as Chris Sparrow Megan Presley as Catherine Mason Brad Smith as Felix John Specht as Dimitri Stephania Lentenbaum as Safarina. Christina Boyd as the Goth Girl Ben Harmer as Bren Levin Clemangus Dodds as Vlad Dracula Darren Marler as the Wolf and Degadult as Byron Music by Midnight Syndicate Byron theme by Kai Hartwig. This episode was produced and directed by Eric Busby. Sound design by Eric Busby. This has been a Darker Projects production. This has been a Darker Projects production. Visit us on the web. At
2: www.darkerprojects.com.